know the Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. It's not only talking about your money. It's also talking about your worship, your praise, your thanksgiving. Now, when we come to church, we're not coming just with our bodies, uh, with our mind, and just to sit in the chairs. Above all, we must come with our faith. Our faith is always first from the heart, but connected to the mouth. You know, Paul says, I believed and therefore I spoke. So whatever you believe in your heart, it is so important to speak because it's a release of your faith. And it is as we give faith to God. The Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So it is as we give faith to God, God's favor comes upon us. The way that you will access God's presence, God's blessing, God's grace upon your life today. Do you know that there's grace for you today? Yesterday's grace is over. There's fresh grace for you today. There's fresh blessing. Every Sunday, there's an unexpected blessing awaiting you. But the only way you're going to get that is by your faith. God's not going to force it on you. It's not going to come flying from heaven and knock you on your head. It's by our faith that we receive the grace that God has for us today. And so I really want to encourage us to be a people who learn how to praise God and give thanks from our hearts and from our mouths because that is biblical, because that is the life of faith. That is the way of faith. I don't want you to just come and sit on your chairs, but I want you to first give to the Lord. Shall we all stand to our feet? Come on, for a minute, let's all give to our Lord. We'll give Him praises. We'll give Him compliments. We will give Him our worship. We'll give Him our thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Come on, everyone, let's do it right now. Hallelujah. Father, we give You all the praise. We give You all the worship. We give You all the glory. We give You all our... Hallelujah. Yes, our glory, Lord God. You are the reason that we are living, that we are alive that we exist. We bless you, Lord. We praise you. There is no God like you. We thank you for the blood. We thank you for the, for the grace available today. We receive by faith every blessing that you have for us today, O oh Lord of oh God. And Father, Lord God, hallelujah. We bless your holy name. El Shaddai, Elohim, O oh Lord, Jehovah, you are God. You are God and we worship you. You are God and we praise you, Lord God. Thank you for every blessing. Every blessing that we have received all through this week and throughout our lives, oh Lord. Hallelujah. You are so, so good, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Today we're going to spend a good amount of time praying because I want to continue the momentum of the 10 days of prayer because we've seen so much benefit in these 10 days when we just came and prayed and how God has begun to move. I mean, this land is not an imaginary land. It's a real land towards Zubza site that we have already located. Tomorrow I'm going to go down with some leaders. We're going to do some measurements. We're going to do some negotiations. So it's not an imaginary land. It's a real land. And if you are giving into that land, you're not giving to the land. Don't think you're just buying land. Don't think you're giving to Faith Harvest Church. You're going to give 
to the hundreds and thousands and millions of lives that will be impacted through the people that come and study in the Bible school. See, that is the vision with which we give to church buildings. We do not give to this land. We do not give to this church. We give to the people that come to this church. You give to the people that will come to the Bible school. And that is how we have a vision of the kingdom being built. Don't think it's giving to a ministry. That's a very limited vision. You are giving to the millions of people that will be saved. And that's why your giving will be for eternity. I encourage you to give as the Lord puts on your heart. Give generously. The Lord will bless you surely. And of course, the Lord will increase our ministry to a different level. Hallelujah. Things are happening very fast for us in the mission fields. Things are happening very fast. I want you to know that we have about seven pastors in Myanmar who are doing a marvelous job. We have a work in Assam that is continuing very speedily, construction and so on. And we're also wanting to do some other works like boring well for water supply and many other things. Okay, so things are moving pretty fast. Uh, the media ministry, as you may be aware, we are on Hornbill TV every morning at 5 uh, a.m. to 6 a.m. I don't think any one of you have watched it. I haven't watched it either, but it's there. So some people are watching it and they are being blessed. Praise God. Amen. According to their website, Hornbill TV has a reach of about 400 million people. I don't know how many of them actually watch, but that's a wide reach. And so we are on, you know, cable in Nagaland, many places. So every time people are getting blessed, people are getting saved. We always keep on getting reports of how people are so uh, encouraged, edified through our media ministry. So everything that you saw is impacting lives. Impacting lives. Amen. And we're praying about other things. You know, we've had offers from other uh, TV ministries to come and do our programming there. But now I know that many of you don't watch TV at all. So we have to really pray and see whether this is God's will for us. So God is moving. So uh, I really want to encourage you to keep on praying because it is as you pray, God makes highways for your lives. You see, it's as you pray that God begins to work in your life. Okay. I want a church that loves prayer that falls in love with prayer. Amen. Not a church that just loves worship, that just loves come and sit and enjoy the music and go back home. You know, you can do all of that and your life will not change. But it's only in the place of prayer that you will begin to see transformation take place. Because it's in the place of prayer is when we begin to really actively engage with the person of God. And the person of the Holy Spirit begins to work mightily in us. And it is only through that place of prayer that you will see transformation. You will see things happening in your life. So if some of you have this question, Pastor, I've been believing for so long. I've been coming to church, but my life doesn't seem to be really moving. Then I want to encourage you, pick up your prayer life. Develop a stronger prayer life. Amen. Your answer might just be there. Turn to Acts chapter 4, verse 23. I don't want to take too much time because I want to go into prayer. Acts chapter 4, verse 23. And being let go, being let go, Peter and the others, let go from captivity, let go from the court of the high priest and the rulers of the Jews. Let go from being threatened not to preach about Jesus. Let go from the persecution that they are facing. 
So being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard that, they raised their voices to God with one accord and said, that means they prayed. They did not think, they prayed. I want you to begin the culture of speaking when you pray, shouting when you pray, saying when you pray, rather than just praying inside your heart. Okay? Because every time in the Bible we see people pray, they open up their mouths. Now the Bible says, they, they raised. It was not one person raising their voice. They raised their voice. Sometimes in church prayer meetings, what we have is the pastor is saying, come on everyone, pray. And you're like, very difficult to raise your hands and raise your voice. See, they raised their voice. So there was a unity of faith. There was a unity of purpose. There was this corporate agreement. There was this unity. Everyone was like, yes, we need to pray. And they raised their voices to God. They raised, they raised, raised. They did not whisper their voices to God. They raised their voices to God. In other words, there was a sense of desperation. There was a sense of faith. They knew that they have to pray and when they pray, God will answer. Their voices. Come on, be biblical. Don't be traditional. Oh, well, Nagaland pastor, we're not used to it. Get rid of that sacred cow. Be biblical. But pastor, I'm not used to it. My family, I've never been used to it. Well, today is a born again day for you. You're going to get born again into a loud Christian from today. Amen. There's something powerful about your confession. That's why the Bible talks so much about saying, confess, declare. Why? Because there's power in confessing. It establishes your faith. It establishes your faith for others also. It releases into the atmosphere the power of God. And that's why Satan works very hard to keep Christians quiet. He likes quiet Christians. So he uses everything, every device in his book, tradition, culture. What will people think of me? He uses all of that to keep you quiet. But the Bible says, raise your voice, say. So all of them in unity. So we see three things here. There was faith, there was unity, and there was a loudness that we see here in this place. They raised the voice to God with one accord. There was a desperation. A desperation. Have you ever been desperate? I tell you, when you're desperate, your voice is different. When you're desperate to get a phone call, I mean to, to get a prayer, when your mother is in hospital and you're calling up the pastor, you don't whisper. You're shouting. Amen. There needs to be a sense of desperate always when we are praying. So they pray, God with one accord, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, so they began the praise with prayer, with focusing on the goodness of God, the greatness of God, the power of God. Okay? Now look at verse 29. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. So they prayed for boldness. They prayed against the persecution that they were facing. Verse 30, by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Now, the point I want to take you to is verse 31. And when they had prayed, when they had prayed, 
in faith, in unity, in desperation, when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. Everyone says shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. So today's message is called Every Christian's Greatest Need. And you know what the answer is? Every Christian's greatest need is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Turn to Ephesians 5 verse 18. Some of you may be thinking, oh, no, no, pastor, my greatest need is, is character. Some of you may think, no, 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 pastor, my greatest need is to overcome alcohol. Oh, no, 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 pastor, my greatest need is to overcome fear. No. Those are not your greatest need. Your greatest need Ephesians 5 verse 18, do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation or disorderly conduct, but be filled with the Spirit. The greatest need of the Christian is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the message for today. It is a command. It is not optional. And where did they get filled? In the place of prayer. It is as they prayed, they got filled. Amen. So to be filled with the Christian is the Christian's greatest need. The Christian's greatest need. It is not for unbelievers. It's for Christians. It is for every Christian, not just for a select few. It is a need. It is not a luxury. It is not uh, uh, well, it's for those special people who are just having special experiences. It's not for me. I'm just a normal, ordinary Christian businessman, student. It's not for me. No, it is a need. It's not a luxury. It's a necessity. You cannot live your Christian life without this. And it is the greatest. Why am I saying greatest? Because salvation is not for the Christian. How many of you are saved? How many of you are Christians? Well, you don't need salvation now because you're already saved. Salvation is for the unbelievers. But for Christians, after you are saved, the greatest need is that you get filled with the Holy Spirit. Did you understand that? Amen. See, it will save us a lot of confusion if you truly understand this. Write this down. Every Christian possesses the Holy Spirit. Right? Every Christian possesses the Holy Spirit. But not every Christian is possessed by the Holy Spirit. And that's the difference in a fruitfulness, in a victory, in a blessedness. Every Christian possesses the Holy Spirit, but not every Christian is possessed by the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 9 says that if you are a believer, the Spirit of Christ is in you. You have the Spirit of God in you. The Bible says you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit lives in you. Not only that, Ephesians in chapter 1 verse 13 says we are sealed by the Holy Spirit. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. But the other point, the main point for today is this. Not every Christian is filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Every Christian has the Holy Spirit. Every Christian has been sealed by the Holy Spirit. But not every Christian is filled by the Holy Spirit. And that's why this is a greatest need. Which is not something that happens automatically because we are Christians, because we go to church, because we have 20 Bibles in our homes, because we sing a lot of worship songs, we love hymns. It doesn't happen automatically. It is by purpose, praying, seeking the Lord and asking Him to fill us. Let me give you certain necessities why we have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Number one, so that we can walk in obedience. It is necessary to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can walk in obedience to God. But pastor, I thought my greatest need is obedience. Yes, you need to obey God. But if you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, it's very difficult to obey God. So to be obeying God, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5 verse 18 says, Do not be drunk with wine. Do not, do not. So it's a negative command. Do not. Right? Do not commit sexual immorality. Do not gossip. Do not lie. Do not cheat. Right? So many negative commands in the scriptures. But there's a positive command here. But be filled with the Holy Spirit. So there's a negative and there's a positive. Now when people commit adultery or they get drunk, we get shocked. Right? Because they have broken the negative command. But when people do not get filled with the Holy Spirit, why don't we get shocked? We should get as shocked with people who don't want to get filled with the Holy Spirit as people who get drunk. Come on. Yes or no? Yes. See, the ability to not do the first thing, getting drunk, depends on doing the second command, be filled with the Holy Spirit. But many Christians take being filled with the Holy Spirit lightly as a suggestion, as optional, and not required. And therefore, they invite weakness into their lives. See, if you look at Acts chapter 4, verse 32, and after they were filled with the Holy Spirit, you see certain things in the lives of the disciples. You see unity. They were all in one accord, the Bible says. All together in one accord. They sold everything they have and they contributed to one another. So you see them fulfilling the commands of unity, commands of generosity, commands of faith. They were in faith. They were loving one another. Aren't all these commands in the Bible? Yes or no? So they were fulfilling the commands of Jesus, but it was not like they were very, trying very hard. Oh, we have to be generous. Oh, I don't want to give, but we have to be generous. Oh, we have to love one another. I don't like loving that sister. I don't like that brother. I don't like that tribe, but I have to. They were not finding it difficult. It was natural. It was just a flaw for them. No one was striving. You know why? Because they were filled with the Spirit. And because they were filled, unity was natural. Loving one another was natural. Generosity was natural because it's a natural flow of the Spirit. Why are you finding it so difficult to pray, many of you? Because you're not filled with the Spirit. Why are you so finding it difficult to love other people? Because you're not filled with the Spirit. Number two, 
We need to be filled with the Spirit so that we can experience the abundant life. Turn to John chapter 10 verse 10. John 10 verse 10. Now this is what Jesus says. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Not just life, but abundant life. Everyone say abundant life. Abundant life is more than enough. Overflowing measure of life. Now what kind of life is this? Well, Jesus gives us a glimpse of this kind of life. All right, let's go to John 15 verse 11. John 15, 11. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Ah, so what kind of life does he give us? Joy, his life, abundant life. I've spoken to you so that my joy, my joy, Jesus is saying, my joy. He's taking his own joy from within himself that it may remain in you. Joy is what you need to overcome difficult situations and circumstances. The Bible says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. Joy of the Lord is our fortress. When the enemy attacks us with fear and panic and depression, it's because there is joy in us that we can overcome and resist that. Joyless Christians are always worrying Christians. But joyful Christians are victorious Christians. That's a life. Okay, let's go on to John chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. So peace, my peace. The peace of Jesus. It's superior peace. It's divine peace. It's heavenly peace. It's the peace that passes all understanding. That even though there are hundreds of fires in your life, in your education, in your finances, people are fighting all around you. Your life is, in a sense, all in a storm. But the peace that passes all understanding causes you not to be shaken. You can be in the middle of a storm, but you can still be sleeping when you have the peace of Jesus. Can you say hallelujah? Amen. That's the peace that Jesus gives. Abundant life. What else does he give? Look at John 13 verse 1. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Ah. Love. Love. The end time survival kit that you need is love. So that you can overcome the bitterness, the hatred, the division that we see all around the world today. The liberals and the conservatives, the Republicans, Democrats, uh, uh, the fundamentalists and, and all this. Oh, the world is in a mess right now. Right? How can you guard your heart? Love. Love is a weapon. Hallelujah. That's the abundant life Jesus came to give us. What else do we see? Look at John 16 verse 33. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But cheer up. 
you know, it's quite difficult to say that. You know, your life is going to be terrible. Your life is going to be messy. But hey, rejoice. That's what Jesus is saying. Cheer up. I have overcome the world. Victory. Victory. So everything we do in Christianity, whether it's our giving, our prayer, our warfare, it is not to get victory. It is from the position of victory. Do you know that in the spirit, this is your position. You are in the high place. Satan is down there. Sickness is down there. Fear is down there. You are in the high position in the spirit. But you don't know that. And so Satan deceives you into thinking you are down there and he's up here. And so you have to fight to get your victory. But the truth is, you are already on victorious ground. And the fight of faith, spiritual warfare, is to maintain your position. Maintain your position of victory. So this is the abundant life Jesus came to give. Question. Pastor, where can I get this abundant life? I remember when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, 1997 in the month of May, I began to see all of these different aspects of the abundant life increase tremendously in my life. Before that, I was born again. I know I was born again. I love Jesus. But number one, I was very timid. When I prayed, I would whisper. There was little joy in my life. There was little peace. And there was a lot of insecurity. But the moment I got filled with the Spirit and I began to practice speaking in tongues, wow, zoom. It was like my joy level was amazing. I was always happy. Always joyful. Not only that, I was victorious over these little, little things like fear, worry, anxiety, people fighting, bickering, gossiping. I was living victorious over those things. My heart was filled with the love for the lost. My heart was filled with the love for our neighbors. My heart was filled with love for people and I could forgive people. How did I experience all of these abundant life that earlier I was trying with all my strength to get, but I could not get. So when I just got filled with the Spirit, suddenly all of this life, boom, 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 it began to manifest in me. Being filled with the Spirit. But pastor, I'm a little uncomfortable with the Holy Spirit because just give me love, pastor. I don't want Holy Spirit. That's what a lot of Christians today think. You can't bypass God's plan. The way you get His abundant life more and more is by being filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay? Number two, number three. When you're filled with the Spirit, you become engaged in effective service. Effective service. In Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, the disciples of Jesus are in the upper room. They're praying. A sound from heaven comes. A rushing mighty wind. Tongues of fire sat upon each of them. And verse 4 says, All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, just a few days before that, these 120 disciples were scared, in fear, hiding from the authorities. And many of them had gone back to their old profession, left the ministry. They were not effective. They were not effective disciples of Jesus Christ. But the moment they got filled with the Holy Spirit, suddenly, Jerusalem is shaken. 
Suddenly in every house, there's a fellowship starting. There's people getting healed. There's people getting saved on the streets. And 3,000 and 5,000 and 10,000 people are getting saved. And then there is a huge church that is just being established. How did it happen? The same people who were running away from the authorities a few days back suddenly are so effective in the birth of the early church, establishing it, growing it, bringing in leadership, bringing in doctrine and teaching and organization. How? The key is they got filled with the Holy Ghost. The helper came on the inside. The administrator came on the inside. The church planter came on the inside. The healer came on the inside. See, the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is your teacher. The Holy Spirit is your guide. The Holy Spirit is your advocate, your standby, your counselor. Can you imagine having a 24-hour counselor within you? How many of you wish you had a counselor at times that you could call? You have a 24-hour counselor on the inside who never sleeps, who knows the answer to every problem. And yet we don't speak to him. We don't look to him. We don't listen to him. We call up random people on the internet. We haven't even met them. You don't even know what the doctrines, what they believe. You don't even know whether they know God, whether they're immature themselves. You just call up random people. Whereas the Holy Spirit on the inside is like, Of course, he doesn't do that. That's Pastor Sean. <laughs> well, I can imagine how he feels so neglected all the time. Does the Holy Spirit have feelings? Yes, he's a person. The Bible says he can be grieved. But when you're filled and you obey God, have you ever obeyed God? And when you obeyed God, you felt so much joy. Anyone? That's the Holy Ghost within you, affirming the joy of obedience. Hallelujah. So, if you want to be effectively serving God in every field, in your office, in your business, get filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, God spoke to Zechariah in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. Not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit. It's not by might, it's not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. This mountain shall be removed for us. It's only a song, right? It's just a nice song, but do we practice it? It's not by might, it's not by power, but by my spirit. Every problem in your life, you can remove it by the Spirit of God. You can face it by the Spirit of God. Every challenge you can overcome by the Spirit of God. See, don't expect life to be easy all the time because it's not. Everyone has it hard. But if you listen to the Holy Spirit, He will give you the keys and the wisdom to come out of the situations. Hallelujah. 
Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. In my own life, I remember after I filled with the Holy Spirit, the ability to serve God just increased. I mean, before being filled with the Spirit, preaching, hardly any impact. After being filled with the Spirit, preaching, hundreds coming to the Lord. The desire to just give sacrificially, to do things that nobody wanted to do because the Holy Spirit filled me. The desire to go to every town of, every, every nook and corner of Kohima. And we used to do that when we were filled with the Spirit, 98, 99. Go to every home, preach the gospel. Nobody forced us. No one gave us salary. No one gave us titles. We just went because the Holy Spirit impelled us, compelled us. Now this is the poor people by the ear and they still don't want to do it. People in ministry, pull them by the ear. Why? See, the title alone doesn't give you the motivation. The money and salary alone does not give you the motivation. It has to be inside you. Inside you by the Holy Spirit, controlling you, possessing you. Hallelujah. Number four, be filled with the Spirit so that you can keep from backsliding. Backsliding. You know what backsliding is? Anyone experience the up and down of the Christian life? The double life that maybe some of us are living? One day happy rejoicing and one day in the valley of defeat and humiliation. One day powerful, the other day sinful. See, God's remedy for this is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. To be filled with the Holy Spirit. The disciples in the upper room, 120, and then all the others in the early church, there's not a single record of any one of them backsliding. In fact, they were always frontsliding. They were frontsliding so much that when the authority says, okay, we'll burn you, they're like, okay, burn me soon. They were willing to be martyred for Christ. They were willing to be crucified. They were willing to be imprisoned. They were willing to be thrown to the lion for Christ. And one characteristic that we see in the early church was that they were always filled with the Holy Ghost. Always full of the Spirit. Stephen, full of the Spirit and faith. Philip, full of the Spirit and faith. Peter, full of the Holy Spirit and faith wherever they went. Sometimes Christians are afraid that in the future, one day they may backslide. So they're very careful not to be fully committed to serving in the church, being a leader. See, the only way that you can be protected from backsliding is not how hard you try, is how much are you getting filled with the Holy Spirit all the time. Amen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58, the Bible tells us about how God wants us to be established. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable. Be steadfast, immovable. Don't be shaken. Be immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, be steadfast. Be immovable. 
How? Well, the answer is Ephesians 5.18. Be filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. Turn to Romans 6 verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. Sin will not have dominion. The word sin here is the noun. It's the force that causes us to sin. It's the principle that is at work in our flesh. It's not the acts of sin. It's the sin which is the force. The spirit behind the acts of sin that forces us, that controls us, addictions and so on. Bondages. Sin shall not have dominion over us, nor not control us, for we are not under law, meaning you're not trusting in your own abilities, but under grace. Under grace. The word grace is a word that signifies the work of the Spirit in our lives. Because in the New Testament, God did not put the Ten Commandments in us. He put the Holy Spirit in us. And the Holy Spirit is the one who leads us in the laws of God. So to be under grace means that you are full of the Holy Spirit. If you're full of the Holy Spirit, you're under grace. So if you're under grace, you will not be sinning. If you're under grace, you will not be abusing people around you. If you're under grace, you will not be in addictions. If you're under grace. Now, a lot of people do not understand this. They say we are under grace and so they commit adultery, they commit sin, they do wrong things and the excuse they have is, well, I'm under the grace of the new covenant. You're not under grace. You're deceived if you think that by continuing to sin, it's all right because you're under grace. You are not under grace. You may be in the new covenant, but you are not under grace actively, practically. You're in sin. You're under the law, and that's why you're overcome by sin. Hallelujah. To overcome the power of sin is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Number five, be filled with the Holy Spirit so that you can know the blessing of a guided life. Romans 8 verse 14. You can experience the blessings of being guided by God. Sin shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under law, but under grace. Sin shall not have dominion over you. I'm sorry. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. To be led by God is one of the main privileges of the New Testament. One of the main blessings of a child of God, to be led by God, directed by God, guided by God. Oh, I tell you, it's such a tremendous blessing. God did not intend for you to live your Christian life on your own, navigating through the challenges of life on your own. God intended Christianity, His body, the church, Christians, to be filled by Himself so that He can guide us from within. I tell you, it's a great privilege, it's a great blessing. And it is available for every Christian. 
See, Proverbs 3 verse 6 says, In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. I've discovered that when I'm full of the Holy Spirit, when I'm possessed by Him, when I'm under the influence of Him, to be guided and controlled by Him is not difficult. To be guided and controlled by Him comes naturally. Hallelujah. One preacher was sharing this with me. The blessings. It's not only for ministry. He was driving from Dimapur to Johat. It has always been his desire to see a white rhino. Now, we have all seen the black or the gray rhino. Has anyone seen a white rhino? It's very rare. So it has always been his heart's desire. So he was driving in the middle of the night from Dimapur to Johat, and as he was driving and sleeping, the Holy Spirit woke him up. The Holy Spirit woke him up and said, hey, wake up, wake up. So he woke up and the Holy Spirit said, turn to your right. He turned to his right and he saw a white rhino. Something he's always been wanting to see. A white rhino just by the side of the road. So for that brief moment, he saw what very few people have seen. What a beautiful moment given to him by God. Did anyone get healed there? No. Did anyone get saved there? Did any church get established? We always think that the Holy Spirit is only interested in business, business, healing, deliverance. Not for little things that cause us to be happy and excited in a relationship with God. No. The Holy Spirit will lead you even into these little things. And then he went back to sleep. Well, what's the benefit of that, Pastor? Well, it's called relationship. It's called relationship. Relationship. We don't have a business relationship with God. It's a father and son relationship. And the father delights in blessing you with all these little things also if you will live subdued, submitted to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Another point before we close. Be filled with the Spirit so that your life can be fruitful. Alright, let's go to John chapter 15. Be filled with the Spirit so that your life can be fruitful. Verse 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So God wants us to bear fruit, not only fruit, but more fruit. Look at verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Everyone say fruit. Everyone say more fruit. Everyone say much fruit. Ah. God wants you to be fruitful more and more and more. Till you are in a level of much in fact, in Galatians chapter 5, the Holy Spirit gives us an indication of what some of those fruit look like. Galatians 5, look at verse 22 onwards. But the fruit of the Spirit 
It doesn't say fruits. It says fruit of the Spirit. Fruit comes out when we are planted on good soil. So the fruit of the Spirit comes out of our lives when we are yielded to the Spirit. When we are full of the Spirit. So the focus is not try to love, try to be self-controlled. The focus is, hey, be filled. Walk in the Spirit and this fruit will come out of your life. Look at this fruit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. Amen. Fruit. A Christian that's always producing love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, goodness. How beautiful that tree will look. How? By the Spirit. It's a fruit of the Spirit. It's not a fruit of self-discipline. It's a fruit of the Spirit. How much of the Spirit are you yielded to will determine how much of this fruit will come forth out of your life. Amen? So, it's the role of the Holy Spirit to bring all of these things from God, joy, peace, strength, power, and to reproduce it in us. 2 Corinthians 13, 14 says, the characteristic of Jesus is His grace, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The characteristic of God the Father is love, the love of God. And the characteristic of the Holy Spirit is communion. Communion means sharing. It's not Holy Communion. It is sharing. Koinonia, it means to share. So the joy that Jesus has, the Holy Spirit brings it so that I can share in the joy. The life that the Father God has, everlasting life, the Holy Spirit brings in me so that I can share in that life. So the joy, the victory, the peace, the love, the self-control, the gentleness of Christ, He brings it into me because He is in me and I can share in it. That means it becomes a part of me. So if you want to really live the supernatural, divine, godly, powerful, victorious, God kind of life, you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. And where does it take place? In the place of prayer. If you look into the Bible, it was always in the place of prayer when God filled the disciples. In the place of prayer, the Holy Spirit comes. In the place of prayer, the Holy Spirit comes. That's why prayer is essential for the Christian. Prayer is your spiritual lungs. We breathe oxygen in order to survive. Well, you need the oxygen of heaven to survive in the pollution of the earth. The pollution of sin. You need the oxygen of heaven. You need to pray because as you're praying, the Lord is filling you with His life. The Lord is filling you with His Spirit. The word Spirit means air. Numa. In Hebrew, ruach, air, the breath of God. 
So when you're praying, you're breathing the breath of God. You're breathing the air of heaven. So the more you pray, you're being filled with the Spirit. You may not even realize it. You may not even be aware of any tingling, goose pimple experience, nothing like that. You may not be even aware of those things, but you are just praying in humility, praying in repentance, praying with all your sincerity, just focus on God. And I tell you, you will get filled with the Spirit. You'll be different. Hallelujah. Be filled with the Spirit. How? By singing spiritual songs. Talking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So it's a passive thing. How do I get sunburned? I go out into the sun. But not by desiring, not by wishing. I go to the sun and the sun comes on me. How do you get filled with the Spirit? You pray. Prayer is the cup by which you receive the filling of the Spirit. Praise the cup. So when you pray, you're bringing your cup to the Lord. This is your cup. When you pray, you're praying. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I pray for Nagaland. Lord, I pray for Afghanistan. Lord, I pray for India. Lord, I pray for my neighbors. Lord, I pray for my father, my mother. As you are praying, the Lord is filling the cup with His presence. Some of you have this size of cup. Some of you have this size of cup. Can you see? So you pray. And then you go home with this size of blessing. This size of the Spirit. <laughs> and you want to go and fight against Satan in your workplace, out there in your college, with this little bit of the Holy Ghost that has filled you. No. I'm not saying that you earn the Holy Spirit by your prayer. Prayer is not to earn. Prayer is your faith. If you believe, you will pray. If you're not praying, it's because you're not believing. If you believe the promises of God, if you believe what Bible says, if you believe God has a plan for you, you'll pray. Why people don't pray? Number one, they don't believe in God. Number two, you believe too much in yourself. You think you can do it on your own. You don't need God. You can, you can make it on your own. You don't need God. That's why you don't pray. But I tell you, if you will realize how weak you are by yourselves, how you can't do anything without Him, and if you will realize that, yes, my blessing is great, my future is great, but I need God, I tell you, you will pray and pray and pray. How big a cup do you want to bring to God? How big is your cup? Come, develop a prayer life where your cup gets bigger. Big. Do not be drunk with wine. People who serve wine know how important it is to have a big cup. Yes or no? Anyone experience that? You go to some of the houses in Kohima. Big cups. They know that no one is satisfied with a small cup. Big cup, I tell you. Heavy cup. In the natural, we understand big cup. But in the spirit, why don't you have a big cup also? Amen. Convert your cups into drums. Hallelujah. Join in the early morning prayers. Different pastors lead on different days. But you can come. 
I encourage the young people to come. If you believe that you have a blessed life, don't just say, my life is blessed. I'm righteous. I'm happy. But I don't pray. <laughs> and after five years, you're depressed. Because the life didn't, it did, nothing happened. If you believe, you must pray. Prayer is essential. Come on, let's stand to your feet. We're going to take a moment to pray. No one leave home, all right? Hallelujah. So the first thing we're going to do is surrender to God's purposes. Surrender to God's command to be filled. That means you're going to consecrate to God's purpose. You're going to obey. Okay? Then after that, we're going to be asked, Lord, fill me with the Spirit. All of us. You're going to ask, Lord, fill me with the Spirit. I will lead you in the different points. Then we're going to ask, Lord, by your Spirit, give me the grace to overcome the struggles of my flesh. Because all of us struggle. Temptations, weaknesses, bondages, addictions. You're going to ask the Lord. And don't be thinking about drugs and alcohol. Ah, well, I don't have drugs in my life. I don't have alcohol. No, you have your own issues. Focus on your own issues in prayer. For some of you, it may be your gossip. Could be other things. All right? So ask the Holy Spirit to give you strength. Then we're going to pray for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. As many as are led by the Spirit of God. Then we're going to ask the Lord to fill us with His abundant life. Joy, peace, victory, love. Amen. The nature of God, the outflows. Fruit, we're going to pray, Lord, make me fruitful. Lord, use me in effective service. Are you guys ready? Come, let's begin with the prayer of consecration and obedience, surrendering to God's purposes. And I want us all to pray. Raise your voice to heaven. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you and we pray, O oh Lord, in obedience to your word in Ephesians 5.18, wherein you have said, be filled with the Holy Ghost. So Father, we obey your commandment, O Lord, as a church. O Lord, just as the 120 disciples in obedience, they were waiting in the upper room, waiting, Lord God, for the Holy Spirit to come upon them and to give them power so that they can go and preach the gospel, O Lord. So Father, we in obedience, in this room, Lord God, we ask you, Lord God, that Lord, you will set us apart and you will give us a heart to obey your commandments, your purposes, O Lord of God. And I pray, Lord God, that you will fill us all, O Lord of God, with your Holy Spirit, Lord God. Oh, Zibalabari Andalabari Andalabari Kena. Zibri Babani Namari Andalabari Kena. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, Lord God, hallelujah. I ask, Lord God, for each and every one of us, that, Lord, you will fill us with your Holy Spirit, Lord God. Hallelujah. Come, everyone, I want you to raise your hands and ask the Lord now to fill you with his Holy Spirit right now. If you want to come to the front and have people lay hands upon you, I want you to do that. Nobody moving around. Young people, I don't want you moving around right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray. Let's pray. If you want to receive prayer, come to the front. Or wherever you are, let's raise up your hands and say, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit right now. Lord, fill us with your Holy Spirit right now. Lord, fill us with your anointing right now, Lord God. 
Hallelujah. Shobri baba de da bariante de da brokoriante de da. Lambri baba de na mariante de da broko bala bariante. Shobri baba de na mariante de da mariante de da barikeda. Shobri ande de na mariante de da barikeda. Guys, keep on praying, keep on praying. Come on, ask the Lord to fill you with the Spirit. Shobri baba de Yanda da da barikena, shombri mama ni na mari yanda da da barikeda, shombri baba di da bari yanda da da barikeda. Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Oh Lord God, fill us, oh Lord, Lord, by the power of Your Spirit, Lord God, fill us, oh Lord, to overflowing, oh Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Come on, come on. Ask the Holy Spirit, ask the Lord to give you the grace to overcome, to be strengthened with might in your inner man, to overcome the challenges that you are facing in your flesh, that you are facing in your life. Hallelujah. The struggles, whatever it may be. Come on, ask the Lord for His strength. Ask the Lord to fill you with His power. Ask the Lord to fill you right now. Hallelujah. With strength in your inner man by the Holy Ghost. Ask the Lord to give you strength to overcome the flesh. Ask the Lord, hallelujah, to strengthen you from within. Hallelujah. Shikalabarianda la barianda la borikena. Shobri baba de da barianda de da barikena. Hamarianda de da barianda de na marigena. Shikrianda la barigena. Hallelujah. As you continue to pray, pray for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Pray for His guidance. Pray for His discernment. Hallelujah. Pray even for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, desire, desire love and especially spiritual gifts. So come on, ask, ask, ask the Lord, Lord, make me fruitful. Hallelujah. Or you can ask, Lord, give me joy, give me peace. Hallelujah. Fulfill my heart. Hallelujah. With the revelation of victory. Hallelujah. Come on, pray for the abundant life. Pray for effective service. Pray for fruitfulness. Pray for much fruit from your life. Oh, hallelujah. Yield yourself to the Holy Ghost and pray for love, joy, peace, gentleness, hallelujah, kindness, self-control. Father, I pray for the wisdom, the wisdom, the leading, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Father, you said in your word that the Holy Spirit is our teacher. So Lord, I ask for the Holy Spirit to teach me, to show me, to reveal to me the truths of your word, O oh Lord of oh God. Father, to guide me into the different decisions of my life. Father, I ask, O oh Lord of oh God, Father, O oh Lord God, hallelujah. Father, for the life of Christ to begin to manifest fruit, fruitfulness, O oh Lord. Fruitfulness in the ministry. Fruitfulness, O oh Lord of oh God. Father, Lord God, hallelujah. Lord, I need your Holy Ghost more and more and more. Lord, I need you, Lord God. 
Oh, Zabala Bari. So, Father, I pray that you will fill me. I pray that you will fill the church, O oh Lord of God. Father, fill us as a people to overflowing. Father, fill the church, O oh Lord. Every single one of us. Cause us to be people of the Holy Spirit. Cause us to be people, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. Who walk in the guidance, in the anointing, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Lord God, we need your anointing. We need your spirit more and more, Lord. You said in your word, be filled. Lord God, so we ask, Lord, fill us afresh, oh Lord. Hallelujah. Zombri mamane na mariande de da. Rokriande na mariande de na mariambre ke balabasto. Come on, pray, pray, pray. Zombri mamane na mari vita la broko basto. Zone na vreki bale vere baya tode da broko masto. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, pray for Faith Harvest Church. Come on, pray for revival in our church. Pray that God will raise up Holy Ghost generation. Pray that God will raise up, hallelujah, mighty generation. Pray for the Bible school land. Hallelujah, come on, pray that God will give us favor and we will get that land in the price. Hallelujah, that is for good for both of us. Come on, pray, pray, pray. Oh, pray for the church. Pray for God's purpose in this church to be fulfilled. Pray for the nations. Pray for our churches in Myanmar. Pray for our churches in Assam. Come on, everyone, pray, pray, pray. Father, we pray for the plan and the purpose you have for Faith Harvest Church, O oh Lord. And Father, I thank you for new highways that you are you are, you, are, you are bringing into the church, O oh Lord. Father, I thank you that you are increasing us, O oh Lord, in the supernatural, O oh Lord, in the in the glory realms of God. Hallelujah. Oh, the nations are calling. The nations are calling. Oh, the multitudes are calling Lord God I pray that you will release the heart of God in the congregation that the people will answer yes the people will say yes that we will see yes the church will say yes our hearts will be obedient to the call of the spirit and we will say yes to God and we will say Lord we will go we will say Lord like Isaiah Lord send me Lord take me Lord use me Lord hallelujah here I I am, oh Lord. Oh, Mazdi Brigamangle. Come on, come on, pray. Oh, Zebrikamashto. Zemre Mamashto. The nations are waiting. The nations are calling. Oh, the multitudes. Oh, hungry, thirsty, broken, in famine. Father, Lord God, I pray that you will release a divine vision of God upon each and every person here in this room. That your Holy Spirit will so fill our hearts with the love of God, will so touch our hearts with the purposes of God that every one of us will say yes we will go we will give yes we will pray oh Lord open our eyes oh Lord of God from this comfortable Christianity open our eyes from our deceptions open our eyes from being focused on our problems and our pain father open our eyes to see the kingdom oh to see what the spirit of God wants us as a church to do come on church open your eyes and see the plans and the purpose of God open your eyes that we are living in the last days open your eyes to see that heaven heaven 
heaven. Heaven has a will that must be fulfilled on the earth. Heaven, the kingdom of God must come. So Father, we pray, O oh Lord, let your kingdom come in this church. Let your will be done, O oh Lord. Open up the gates of heaven and pour out such grace, pour out such anointing, pour out such glory upon us so that as a people, we will rise up with one voice. We will raise our voice to you in unity, O oh Lord of God. Oh, deliver us from our selfishness, O oh Lord. Deliver us, O oh Lord of God, Father, from our pride. Deliver us from our flesh, O oh Lord of God, and cause us to see, to see, to see, to see, to see how Margeke Maklebo, O Zebreki Mashto, O Rika Mashto, Zenamarige Mashto. So the Holy Spirit is saying, do not think that you are small, that you are living in a little land, or you are a small people in a small land. Do not think that you are nothing but the Lord says lift up your eyes and see and see that God your Savior he is big he is mighty and he can use you he can provide and he will open the doors and he will open the way for this church to go and impact nations that are greater than us that will impact hallelujah people that are bigger than us oh hallelujah father I pray that you will give a heart like Gideon a heart like Gideon a heart like Gideon oh Lord a spirit of faith like Gideon Oh, to each and every one of us, oh Lord of God. Oh, that we will all rise up as mighty men and women of valor. Oh, the purposes of God. Oh, the purposes of God. Do not take your eyes away from the purposes of God. Do not get distracted. Oh, from the purposes of God. There's a purpose why God has chosen Nagaland. There's a purpose why God has chosen this church. There's a purpose why God has called you, has blessed you, has forgiven you. There is a purpose. Come on, let's pray for that purpose. The purpose that God has placed over Nagaland. Oh, nations, missions. Oh, hallelujah. 10,000 missionaries to go to the nations. Come on, come on. Let's pray, church. Hallelujah. Lift up that purpose. Oh, the purpose is greater than you. The purpose is bigger than your problems. That purpose is greater than your own little vision. That purpose is greater. Come on, church. Lift up the purposes of God. Hallelujah. Nations, souls, churches. Hallelujah. Oh, ministries. Oh, people to be saved. People to be healed. Hallelujah. Dobri kamashte breki basto. Remalele breki bale. Remalele le breki ba. Zobri mama stode. Le brekama le brekama. Come on, everyone. Oh, if you are a first time visitor, just join in. Just join in. Hook up with the purposes of God. Nori bakrebe ri basto. Zemri makrebe. Za zemale breki basto. Zomri mama le be. The purposes of God, Father, we pray you will bring it to pass. Oh, Lord God, the reason why you called us as a people, set us apart as a people, poured out such blessing on us as a people, the purposes and the promises, the promises and the purposes, Father, fill us with the power and use us, oh Lord, to fulfill your purposes, oh Lord. Lord, let not the enemy's distractions, let that the enemy's attacks straight us from the purpose, oh Lord. Touch our hearts. Father, fill our hearts with your power. Fill our hearts with your spirit. Fill our hearts, Lord God, with the faith that will never give up. Oh, with the faith that will not be dissuaded. With the faith that will not be discouraged, oh Lord of God. Oh, purpose, Father. 
If you have been blessed through this podcast, we invite you to partner with us in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ from Nagaland to the nations. We make all our series available for free, but it does cost us time, effort, and money to do it. So the support of people such as you will enable us to reach more people in more regions. Remember, when you give, the Word of God says in 2 Corinthians 9.8 that God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you, always having all sufficiency, all things, may have an abundance of every good work. If you would like to support our media ministry on a monthly basis or through a one-time gift, kindly write to us at faithharvestnagaland at gmail.com and visit our website www.faithharvest.in and you can go to the giving section. You can also give through this UPI ID 700 at Paytm. God bless you and thank you so much for your generosity.